We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, Sean, let's get into part two of the RTCF show. So we flipped the T and the R in today's show. And part two is the recruiting aspect. And we're going to talk about Notre Dame's already got 14 kids committed. I could see them going from anywhere from 25 to 28 in this class. So, but even even with that, they're a high number at 14. They're still either halfway done or barely over halfway done. So there's still a lot to add to the board. Current number one class in 247 and rivals. Will it stay there? I have my doubts just because I know of some of the biases that are built into some of the rankings, especially 247. But to me, this class has a chance to stay a lot higher than past classes, but it's about how you finish. And so we're going to talk a little bit, Sean, about about the recruits that we view as the must-gets on offense and then defense for this class. And when we define must-gets, it's not so much about finishing top five because I don't care. People say, you can't win a championship unless you recruit top five every year. Well, Michigan was an exception. Um, Clemson was also an exception. They never had a top five. The only top five class Dab ever had was the year after, a year or two after his second title. Clemson's title teams. Notre Dame had higher-rated recruiting classes in four of the five years leading into their 2015 matchup. And the only class Clemson was higher was the freshman class. That was it. Notre Dame had more players drafted from the 2015 team, guys who played in the first three rounds, than Clemson did in 20, after that 2015 team. So uh, it, it's about recruiting impact players, not so much recruiting rankings, impact players. And, and to me, when we talk about must-gets, that's where it's got to be. Got to be impact players. Needle movers, gap closers, all those type of things. But there's also must-gets are also because there's some guys on the board, Sean, that are, that are guys that you send a statement. You make a statement if you land those guys. And make a statement isn't just towards other recruits. It's also towards college football. And there's some statement guys on the board now, Sean, to me, that if Notre Dame can land them, they're not only adding impact players, but they're letting the rest of college football know, recruits and players, that this place is serious. They're not messing around anymore. 
and will tell us that Notre Dame is here to stay as a recruiting power in the NIL era. And so let's dive into that, Sean. I'm going to kick it off with a bit of a different one because my number one must get, they already got. Now it's just about holding on to them because schools are not giving up on this kid. And that's Deuce Knight. Now, I have no concerns about Deuce leaving right now. There's been no evidence. There's been nothing other than, you know, people writing clickbait stuff about it. Will he leave? Right As of right now, I can only take Deuce at his word and, and then follow his actions. And his actions are that of a kid that's fully bought into Notre Dame. But that's got to remain true through signing day. To me, he's kind of that needle mover because you, you, you get – I like Kenny Minchie a lot. C.J. Carr and Deuce Knight are different than Kenny Minchie. I think Kenny Minchie's an incredible talent. I think Kenny Minchie's a guy you can win a title with, but Kenny Minchie wasn't a pickup that sent, sent shockwaves through college football. That, that was like, holy moly. You got, for two reasons. Number one, he wasn't that highly ranked. Number two, they got him really late. That was the other reason. So this isn't about Kenny's not as talented as these two guys. It's just the circumstance of getting them is different. You got Kenny November a month before signing day. There was going to be no impact that Kenny was going to be making in the recruiting class. CJ and Deuce are different. We saw the impact CJ had on last year's class. Now, CJ did it differently than Deuce, but it was impactful. Last year's offensive class is one of the best in their landed in a long time. And CJ was a big part of that. Deuce is, is, has yet to, we've yet to see the payoff on the offensive side of the ball for a couple reasons. But we're actually seeing Deuce be very impactful on defense. We've seen defensive – Chris Burgess talked about the impact of Deuce Knight on him committing to Notre Dame. And other kids that we think they're going to get are that way. So he's number one. you got to keep him in the class. I have no reason to think that he won't be. I know there's a panic right now. Hold on. Why are you bringing up Deuce? Are you worried? I'm not worried about him leaving right now. I'm simply saying you, if we're going to talk about must-gets, you have to at least kick it off with the most must-get that was on the board that they've already got. And that's where I'm coming from. And that's what Deuce is. And so you got to start there for me, Sean. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yo, and you feel good, right? Because you knew this was coming. You knew schools were going to come after him and keep pressuring. You knew Ole Miss, Mississippi State, the schools in the South close to him, Tennessee, would continue to make a push. And even in that, the young man plans to come to two spring practices. He's already said it. I'm coming to two spring practices. I'm locked in. And you know what the landmine is, right? 
if Notre Dame makes it to the fall with Deuce Knight, it's pretty much as long as he's not taking official visits in the summertime. Once you get to the fall, Deuce Knight is going to be locked in and still be trying to get guys to fly. I mean, he's still trying to go after guys that most people say, oh, well, Notre Dame might not have a good shot of getting that kid. You can't tell him that. Like he is selling, he is bought in and he is selling that choose harder. Yo, and choose harder. The family's bought in. Absolutely. That's the big thing that you have to think about relative to some other top guys that they lost. Because, like with Peyton Bowen, mom was bought in, mm-hmm. dad was not. With Keon Keeley, once mom stopped being bought in, it was over. I mean, we we've seen this. Parents have to be bought in. And when you hear what we hear about Deuce's mom and, and the other family, you know, dad and other family members, like there's a buy-in. I mean, Deuce even joked before he committed, if it was up to my mom, I would have committed months ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, he said, dude, he said Notre Dame recruited his parents right. better than any other program. Which is smart. He said, dude, they did a great job recruiting my parents. So he is definitely the number one. In the class, forget just offense side of the ball. He is the number one must get in the 25 class. Here's another one for me on offense, Sean. Taylor Taylor. Here's <laughs> why Taylor Taylor matters for me. It's a trifecta. Number one, he's a big-time talent to me. Big-time talent that fits really well into Mike Denbrock's system. Number one. Number two, he's in your backyard. You can't – you've got to – We've said this. If Notre Dame wants a kid from Illinois, they got to get kids from Illinois. Number three, right now, I believe Georgia's his leader. I think Georgia right now is the school that most programs recruiting Talon believe is the school to beat. So to me, that's part three is you've got to beat what many people consider the preeminent program in college football right now, Georgia, because Bama's not considered that anymore. Now, they may still be. But Kayla DeBoer's got to prove it all over again, right? Georgia's considered the preeminent program. They're at the point now with Kirby, they can go anywhere the heck they want and get players. They're going out to California to get kids. They go to Texas to get kids. They go up to Jersey to get kids. They go to Illinois to get kids. They're going to go wherever the heck they want now because they're Georgia. And they've won two championships and sent how many kids into the first round of the NFL draft. So to me, Taylor's important, Sean, because of those three things. Big-time player, you got to put that fence around Illinois, and, and this is a chance to beat Georgia. You've started to beat Ohio State a little bit for some kids. Now you've got a chance to beat Georgia, and that's not a program you've really shown the ability to beat for anyone other than offensive linemen in in recent years. And that's a kid you have to read the tea leaves. Yes, a lot of people feel Georgia has to read. It's a kid, local kid, that's been in the campus multiple times. You got him to come down and meet the new wide receiver coach because a lot of people thought the change was Chancey Stuckett and Mike Brown might cause Notre Dame to take a step back. Yo, the kid drove through a storm, just like Owen Streeby. They drove through the same storm to get to junior day to rebuild that relationship. And Mike Brown had been recruiting them at Wisconsin anyway. So the relationship is there. So now this is the situation that's going to be one of those different type of recruitments. And what I mean by that, the strategy for Notre Dame has been to jump out early in recruiting. We're going to be aggressive. We're going to jump out early. We're going to get 50 to 60, 50% of the class done and then go from there. This is a kid that you're going to have to fight to the end, man. You're going to have to fight to the end and don't give up. Don't give up. 
because it might look like Georgia at this point. Over the summer, it might switch to Ohio State. It might switch to a Miami. Stay in the fight. Because what you have on your side is relationship. What you have on your side is his mother loves the university. What you have on the side is proximity. Play to that. Play to that. Continue to build and continue to fight. And then, more than anything, go out there this year and offensively rip it up. Yes. Rip it up. Let Chris Mitchell have a great season. Let Jordan Faison still take a step forward. Let Jaden Greyhouse. That is going to be because that really, honestly, is probably the missing piece no, for that no, young Sean, man. Take probably out. Yeah. Everything you just mentioned is everything but that. If you were a top receiver right now, there's no reason that you'd go to Notre Dame uh, for, for football reasons. Jaden Greathouse and not pick Notre Dame for football reasons, right? If it was only about football, there's other schools Jaden would have looked at. When Texas started calling, Jaden would have been like, yes, please take me, right? Jaden was one of those kids who had a, 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 he had a mindset, but also family did that was like, yes, football matters, but there's more to it than that. And so, yes, it's football. It's 100% football. I mean, I'm watching this school. This Look what they did with Ladd McConkey. Now, here's the interesting thing. Did you see the news today? Did you see the coaching news today that happened college football? The receivers coach at Georgia is going to take an NFL job with the Buccaneers. If you're Notre Dame, you got to swoop in and be like, this is our chance to make that move. You got to. You have to. That's huge, huge for Notre Dame. But it's still Georgia. It's still Kirby Smart. It's still, hey – yeah, we we did we didn't hire him that long ago, right? We'll replace him with somebody just as good. That's that's what Georgia's mantra is going to be. And, and but when you're Notre Dame, you got to take advantage of that, Sean. Here's kid number two, and this is going to sound. Some people are going going to be like scratch their head on this one, because in number three for me, and I only have three on offense, so I'll let you uh, give yours after this one, Sean. Derek Meadows. Now here's why I say with Derek Meadows is a, is a little bit of a interesting one because. I don't think Derek Meadows is an impact player right now. I don't. He had 15 catches last year and he was healthy. He's an incredibly raw player. He's not a difference maker right now. He's not a guy that you look at and say, this kid comes into your program and he dominates and and he's this and he's that. He's not that guy right now. He has the potential to be that guy. But here's, here's the thing for me that why I think Derek Meadows is one of the the must-gets for me on offense. Number one, the upside is enormous. It really is. He may never pan out. He's a very boomer bust kind of kid, very much so. But he's the kind of kid you take a chance on, number one. Number two, he's a guy to me that when you look at where they are from a recruiting standpoint, before it was you had to beat Washington to get Derek Meadows. Now to get Derek Meadows – You've got to beat Bama. You've got to beat like George. You got to get all these schools that have now jumped into the mix. I'm actually going to pull his profile up now, Sean, and because like the the offer list for him in recent since he had a, a really good camp, you know, rivals camp, he's gotten offers from Tennessee, LSU, Alabama. I, I'm uh, so let's see. I'm going backwards. LSU, Michigan, Bama, Florida, Georgia have all offered in the last two weeks. So it's a different game now. So even though I have my questions about Derek from a boomer bust standpoint, the two things you can't deny is if he booms, he's going to be a faster version of Equinemia St. Brown. 
if he booms. And you take a chance on a 6'6 kid that can run and jump. You just do. And if you if you believe in Mike Brown the way that you believe in Mike Brown, then you got to say, if I give him this freaking ball of clay, what's he going to do with it? But it's a, it's, it's a signal. We went out west, and we beat Georgia. We beat Bama. We beat LSU. We beat Michigan. We beat everybody to get this kid who's one of the hottest receiver recruits in the country right now. It's a statement win as well. So you land a kid with an incredibly high ceiling, and he's got a skill set you don't have a lot of on your roster too, Sean. And you have to beat some big-time teams to get him. So I think a lot of Notre Dame fans think Derek Meadows is basically just a matter of time before he joins a class. That is not true. Notre Dame is going to have to recruit hard to get him. He was 50-50 with Notre Dame in Washington, and I felt Washington had the lead when Kalen DeBoer and Jamarcus Shepard were still at Washington. So he's another one, Sean, that when you look at what you said earlier, you're going to have to go prove it on the field this year. Because even if he does commit to Notre Dame this summer, if the offense doesn't look any different, he's going to be a lot more receptive to some of those other schools. When when Kalen DeBoer goes out there and they throw for about 4,000 yards of Bama this year and they still win 10 games and they're still a pretty good football team, all of a sudden that becomes a lot more attractive. And so, to me, he's my third musket. Because I thought Owen Strebe was one, Sean, but he's kind of already in the class. Yeah, I thought James Flanagan was one. He's already in the class. But of, of the guys that are uncommitted, to me, it's Taylor Taylor and it's Derek Meadows. Those are really the top of my board guys for the muskets on offense. Anybody that you would – any thoughts on Derek Meadows, number one, Sean, on that being on that list? And then number two, is there any other offensive players that you had on your list? that you think are, are muskets? No, because offensively, they are really close to almost being done other than the wide receiver position, honestly. And there are no muskets at running back. There weren't. <laughs> I mean, it's just not a great running back year now. No. It's really not. No. So those were the three obvious, in my opinion. And Derek Meadows, like you talked about, he's raw. You haven't yet seen the production. But, you know, Bishop Gorman is almost like one of those schools where kids pop either late junior or in their senior seasons, because it is a wait, wait your turn program at wide receiver. It really is. So, um, I think even uh, Z Branch popped his junior year, middle of his junior year, and then had an incredible senior year before going to USC. So, yeah, he committed early summer, I believe. Yeah. 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 So, Derek Meadows, I think, with his talent and just seeing what he's doing on the circuit, Derek Meadows is going to have a really good season. The production is going to be there. Bishop and even Warren, if he doesn't, I don't care. Care. yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's still but six, six, and fast. That works on any yeah. level, big and fast, usually yeah. wins. Well, and, and they're in a place, Sean, too, where where in past years, I might be a little bit more hesitant to look at a guy like Derek Meadows because you were such a thin your margin for error at receiver was so thin that you couldn't afford to take a chance on a guy who may bust. But they've recruited the position so well and they've proven they go out and get good portal guys, like up yeah. until like. Up until now, the best portal guy you'd gotten was, you know, Caleb Smith. It's just like, you know, an okay guy. Yeah. When you showed that you can go get Bo Collins, you showed you can go get guys like Chris Mitchell. And and then moving forward, you're going to have such a better reputation because you are you do have guys like C.J. Carr. You do have guys like Deuce Knight. You do have guys like Kenny Minchie. There's a belief that, hey, the quarterback situation is going to be pretty good in Notre Dame moving forward. Yeah. You know, and, and even if you don't go to the portal. So I, I think that's going to make Notre Dame a much more – and if the offense is as good as we think it's going to be this year, yeah, I think at least one of the transfer guys is going to 
is going to have a really good season, you yeah. become a much more attractive destination in that regard. But I, I you know, th- they've recruited well enough, in my opinion, that you 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 absolutely take a kid like Derek Meadows. My only thing, my only pushback with Notre Dame fans has been stop thinking this kid is a is something that he's not. That he's this five star, no doubt about it, kind of kid. He's not. He's not. He he has the potential to be. Yeah. And at the end of the day, your potential means a whole lot more than your rankings or your floor or whatever else. And so that's why. And, and by the way, uh, Ben Skaronic was not a great portal get for two reasons. Number one, the portal wasn't a thing then. And number two, he was not a great player. He was a good addition. It was not great. It was a seventh round draft pick who, you know, was a good player. I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but but let's be careful using that word great. Uh, too too loosely for a guy that caught 29 passes that season. So, um, yes, you hope if if Bo Collins catches 29 passes this year, we won't be like, great portal edition, right? It'll be good pickup, good pickup. Uh, so, anyway, that's my, Sean, defensively, you want to kick it off with defense uh, and just kind of yeah. go with who, with who your top guy is? Because I kind of have an order to mine that's a little bit interesting, Sean, but I wanted to get your, your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, I had to choose between list here for me, by the way. four to five guys. I had like five guys in consideration. Uh, I'm going to start out with Damian Shanklin. Yeah. He's a must-get, and the offers are starting to come now. I think he was at the uh, Nike One event. Uh, this past weekend, uh, teams are falling in love with them. Um, offers will be coming. Tennessee is one of the teams reported that's really coming after him hard. And he's probably going to go ahead and get an unofficial visit in in the spring to Tennessee along with coming to Notre Dame. And if I'm not mistaken, he's already said he's coming back in the summer as well. To Notre Dame? I, I, yeah, he said an official visit to yeah, Notre Dame. Yeah, he said an official visit. So – Ohio State's going to be a team to watch there too, Sean. That's but they, it's been Notre Dame, Ohio State for a while. They haven't offered yet. They haven't offered yet, but right. you know we think they're going to. Yeah, we think they're going to. So he's a must get. Indiana kid. You get the best kids from the best, you know, inner city with Ben Davis and all the powers they have up there in Indianapolis. You have to get kids from Warren Central, Ben Davis, the best schools in the state. Yeah, uh, they've had success in Fort Wayne. You know, with Drew Tranquil, Jalen Smith, players like that. I think even Tyler Eifert, if I'm not mistaken, is from Fort Wayne. So control your state. Yeah. Not just about Chicago, but control your state and get the best players out of your state. That's important because Indiana is not really the most fertile ground for high school football. Indiana does a really good job of producing players at the top. Mm -hmm. They don't produce the depth. And, And to me, you've done really well out of Fort Wayne at time. You know, you've got obviously Tyler Eifer from there. You got your tranquil from there. Got mm-hmm. James Smith from there. He was pretty good. Um, Indianapolis has been more hit or miss. You know, you got the Martin brothers, you got Sheldon day, but you've had a lot of misses in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And, and that's an area where Ohio state has done very well in Indianapolis. And you, again, it's your state. I don't care where it is. It's if it ends in comma I N on your, on your mailing address, that's an in-state program. Their name's got to get. So Damien Shanklin, Sean too, you need, you need, you need Viper depth. You need another year of good Viper depth. He's an impact player. In my opinion, he, he, he's not quite, you know, he's not quite five-star right now, but I definitely see a five-star. I love the ceiling for that kid. But to your point, you're going to, Tennessee's not that far away from Indianapolis. 
It's not. It's not like going down to Miami. Columbus is not. I mean, Indianapolis. I, I'd actually have to. I'd actually want to look that up, Sean. But Indianapolis to Happy. Columbus is not that far of a drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm actually going to look that up right now, Sean, uh, and see how far of a drive that is because it's not that. It's a. It's two and a half hour drive, which means Indianapolis to Columbus is about the same distance as Indianapolis to South Bend. It's about a five to 10 minute difference, depending on how much traffic you catch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it's yeah. like, yeah, you say in state, but Columbus is, it's not like with other kids. It's like, you know, you, you don't want to leave your parents in Indianapolis and go play at Georgia. You know, you want to see your parents get them play. Hey bro, my parents are going to watch me play, you know, wherever I go, if it's between those two schools. Right. You're right. You're and right. so this is a, this is a must win. And, and it also optically, if Ohio State or Tennessee jumps in late mm-hmm. and beats you for an in-state kid, that's a bad look. Yeah. And without Washington, he did a really good job last year, off to a pretty sol- pretty solid start this year. This is the one that kind of solidifies dude has arrived and he knows what he's doing at Notre Dame. Or, okay, he's won some, he's lost some. But there's there's room to be desired. This is a big recruitment for Al Washington as well. You you won one of them in Chris Burgess, but to truly be that dude, you got to win both. You got to win Shanklin and you got to win Burgess. Yeah. And and so uh, that's a big one for me. I kind of lump him and Mark Zachary together, Sean, for the reason that you mentioned. Both indie kids because you mentioned Ben Davis during your 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 intro on Shanklin. Well, where does where's Mark Zachary go? Ben Davis. Mm-hmm. And he's a kid. He's another one. You have to beat national programs to get him. You have to beat Michigan. You have to beat Ohio State. It's not just, yes, they're regional teams, but they're also big time powers. And and that's the thing is like, look, if you want to become the best team in the Midwest, you got to be winning these battles against those teams. And this is a recruitment that in the past, their name has not won a lot. Mark Zachary also just got an offer from Bama. So uh, his offer, I think he got one from Florida recently as well. Mm-hmm. So his offer list is blowing up. Other schools are trying to get into the mix. You've been in a good position with him for a while. You've got to close. That's a big one too. So I put him and him and Mark Zachary and Damien Shanklin are both on my list, Sean, as that keeping him in that state. combination from Indianapolis yeah. in this season. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you start to build a pipeline. Bingo. That's what you start to do. And if they come to Notre Dame and actually have success, and and the Notre Dame staff is very high on both players, now all of a sudden you become that team that kids want to play for. Yeah, absolutely. Here's another one from here's here's my here's my one my well, here's what my number one. Those guys were kind of two and three for me in state. Uh, here's my number one at the the very very top, Dallas Golden. Hmm. And and Dallas Golden is is that way for me for several reasons. Number one, he's an elite player. I have him as mm-hmm. a top fifty recruit with five star upside. I think he's the kind of kid that could literally start for you at four different positions. I think he could start for you at in five if you want to count nickel as a different position. He could start, he could start for you at corner, either corner spot. He could start for you at nickel. He could start for you at safety. He could start for you at receiver. He could start for you at running back. Mm-hmm. On top of that. In order to to land him, you've got to beat Southern Powers. I mean, you, you do. You've got to beat you've got to beat Florida State if you're going to land him. You know, he's he's got an offer. He got an offer recently from Texas. He got an offer recently from USC. He got an offer recently from Oregon. 
you know, this kid has got a Bama offer. This kid's got a Clemson offer. This kid has a Georgia offer. He has an LSU offer. He has an Ohio State offer. I mean, this kid has, you can't get a better offer list than what this kid has. And he's at a school that you've had a rough track record at too, man. You yeah. know, Nelson Aguilar, I know they had a D lineman back in the day that Notre Dame wanted from there that they didn't get. You obviously had Keon committed. He flipped. If you can win this one, it's you're landing an elite player. That's always number one, always number one. You're going down into Florida and not getting a typical Florida win for Notre Dame. And what I mean, typical meaning like you got on a kid early or he wasn't getting recruited by a lot of other top schools. You're getting a second DB win in the state of Florida for an elite player that you had to beat top schools for. If you can go into Florida and steal Ivan Taylor and Dallas Golden out of that state in one year, that is going to scare the crap out of SEC teams. It, it just, it's going to be huge. Yeah. Because you had to beat them. This is the, like when, when they went and got, you know, Kyle Hamilton, that didn't shock a lot of people because Notre Dame got on him early before George and those teams kind of, kind of got on him. So it's like, okay, you know, that one makes sense. If you know Kyle's background, you understand, like, it made sense. This is not the kind of win Notre Dame has had nearly enough of yeah. down south. And when you can get him and Ivan Taylor in the same class and Davion Dixon, that's the, been the one spot that Notre Dame just has not done well in in recent years. Yeah. Like, and, and so you get a guy like Dallas Golden, Sean, you're adding an elite football player and you're beating the best teams in the South for him. And he's from the South, right? That's yeah. huge. I mean, that, that there is no bigger statement win, in my opinion, left on the board than him. Th- that, that's why Dallas was kind of at the top of my list. Yeah, for me, yeah. I had Shanklin then at two. I had the safety position. And yes. it was between Dallas Golden and Jadon Blair. And for me, it was like – Well, right now, Dallas is being recruited to play corner. Corner. Right now, yeah. Well, for me, both of those guys were like – Sean, dive into Jadon because he's next on my list. Yo. So, like, I had – it wasn't really in order. It's like, just Marks, but Dallas, Damian, Mark, Jadon's next for me. So, mm-hmm. let's, let's dig into So far, Let me tell you something. The same. Let me tell you <laughs> I love this film. To me, definitely an easily top 100 player. Easily top 100 player, right? Dude, I'm like – I remember the first time I showed Malik his film, Malik was like, how big is this dude? He just looks so much bigger than everybody else. And why is he moving like that at that size? And it's like that, in my opinion, is the attraction to him as a player, to get that menacing size and speed on the back end in Al Golden's defense. Like that's – I don't want to call him the next Kyle Hamilton, but it's like you get that type of backside athleticism because we've seen the safeties play really well. Yes. And they really haven't. Xavier Watts is probably what top has a chance to be back in first round. If he can he's an elite high college football player. Oh, absolutely. Right. But it, to your point, Sean, he's different than Kyle Hamilton. Mm-hmm. But here's one thing that they have. Could you imagine the range that Kyle Hamilton has at safety in Al Golden's defense? Yes. Right. So even though they're different plays, like I think Jadon can play more over the top than Kyle did. Kyle yeah. was a 
come downhill. Come downhill. That's exactly how the Ravens are using them. Yeah. Right? I mean, from again, I'm I'm only going off playoff football, but I don't know if it was different the regular season. But when I watched them in the playoffs, that's all they did with Kyle was just it was it was different early on because mm-hmm. they tried to use him in coverage a lot right early on, and then they found yeah, out like yo. This is his strength. Let's right. just unleash him. Yeah, and it's not that he can't do other things. It's just he's so good mm-hmm. at playing downhill. Yeah. And and Jadon brings more over-the-top, can play center field, super rangy player. And here's the crazy thing, Sean. I, I think right now he's a top 100 player, but here's something crazy. He's not even close to reaching his full. I, I oh, don't no. think people realize how good this kid can be. Mm-hmm. He's got first run NFL draft pick talent. Mike. Yeah. Like easy. Yeah. Easy. And he's such a great fit because he could play all three safety to all two to two safety and the nickel spot. Yes. In, in what would basically be sort of like a, a hybrid Rover position, mm-hmm. not a Rover as in like he's a linebacker, but a rover in that you want to get fast on the field, but then you put like a six four guy that can just blow. Try running screen game to Jadon Blair's side of the field when he's a junior in college. Yeah, good luck. You know what I mean? Like not happening. Yeah. Try throwing a curl route or an in cut to the field when you've got Jadon Blair jumping under the hook curl zone. Good luck with that. You know what I mean? And so it's like his his t- talent. I mean, and that's the thing. You start getting excited, Sean is they've already got Ivan Taylor, who's a dude. Dude, They've yes. already got Ethan Long, who's a very talented player. They've already got Cree Thomas, who I love as a player. You add Dallas Golden, Mark Zachary, and Jadon Blair, which is possible. It is possible Man. to land all three of those. There will not be a better secondary class in 2025 with all due respect to what Ohio State's doing, and they're putting together a heck of a DB class, in my opinion, Ohio State. There won't be, in my opinion, a better have- DB class than the one their name would put together if they can land those three kids. Same thing you said about the coaches. We would have to go back to the 90s to find yes. a better Notre Dame secondary You have to go back to the, when they were bringing in Bobby Taylor and Tom Carter and guys Absolutely. like Harris every year. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, they were bringing – Lou Samoji would talk about this. They'd be bringing in these DBs that were great players. They never could see the field. Right. Because they were just – it was so loaded. Or they'd lose a first-round pick and the next year be just as good because you lose Tom Carter and then you replace him the next year with some other dude. You know what I mean? Bobby Taylor moves from free safety to corner or something like that. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. and, and, uh, you know, you lose Todd Light and you replace him with Tom Carter. You know, I mean, Notre Dame was just Loaded, as good man. as anybody in the country at producing DBs from like 88 to like 94. And like running back in DB was probably the hardest position at Notre Dame at that time to get on the field. Oh, yeah. Reggie Brooks had to get moved to corner as a freshman because he was so buried on the depth chart at, at, at running back you know right I mean? and willie clark ended up on the defense side of the ball he was like what number one running back yeah. in the nation it was nuts that was during that stretch where notre dame like went i think three years in a row and landed the number one class in the country and uh that is a truly elite and here's the thing there's not one player in that group that's similar to another the closest you can find is Ivan Taylor and Ethan Long, and I don't even—I wouldn't even go there. You can maybe even compare Ivan in, in Dallas as similar players, but even then, I wouldn't go there. And there's not one guy in that group that can only play one position, not one in that group that can only play one position. And there's a couple guys, and to me, at the top of the, my board for that is Dallas Golden Cree Thomas that could literally play all five secondary positions. 
in my opinion. Like I, I think Cree is a very underrated player. See that what that gives you. This is reference to the 2012 championship game, to whereas Alabama said, "Yo, uh, no, was it? Yes, was it Minka yeah. as a freshman? Going against Tyler Eifert? Yes, they just it put was, the best. It was um, it was the corner D um, was it D Milner? Yeah, D Milner. Yeah, yeah. like we're don't worry about the wide receiver. You. Take him away. And that's the type of versatility you want. You know, there's no matchup that you can't win at that point. Like, okay, against Ohio State, they have this really good slot thing. And so we we need to maybe put someone else here Mm -hmm. against this team, against a Brock Bowers type of tight end. We can't put Jordan Clark, Thomas Harper, Micah Bell in that matchup. So we put maybe Cree Thomas in that matchup or Jadon Blair in that matchup or there's different things that you can do because you have different types of players. You know, man, we've got, they've got this really good slot. That's a great blocker and a good route runner. And he's just going to physically beat up our 5'11, 185 pound nickel. So what we do this game is we're going to put Ivan Taylor in the slot mm-hmm. and match up against him or Jadon Blake. That's the thing that you're bringing to the table, Sean, is because you have that versatility. You can do more, Things of so if you get in a situation like hey because it doesn't matter in the regular season as much, but you get into the postseason, you get into the semis and, and the championship game, it and matters. all of a sudden, hey, we've got to be able to match up better against this guy from like the Devonte Smith. Because there's other thing, what Bama did under Sark that was so good in 20 is you never knew where Devonte Smith was going to line up, never knew. Now, some teams say you're going to take your best corner and follow Devontae. But to me, that plays right into Alabama's hands because it's easier for a receiver to move around, in my opinion, is for a DB. Yeah. Because the technique playing slot and outside a receiver is a lot more similar than playing slot or outside a corner from a technique standpoint and an eye standpoint. But when you're going to say, hey, you want to go over into the boundary? Here's Dallas or Christian Gray, or Benjamin Morrison. Like You want to go to the field? Here's here's Christian Gray this year. Here's Jaden Mickey. Here's uh, Micah Bell. Here's Cree Thomas. Here's Mark Zachary. Here's, you know, you want to go in the nickel? We have all these options. You want to try to match up against our safeties? Right now, you're matching up against Ramon Henderson, DJ Brown. Advantage, good offense. Now, it's you're having to match up against Bronte Johnson, Jadon Blair, Maybe Cree Thomas, right? Maybe Dallas Golden in certain looks. Uh, Ethan Long and Ivan Taylor, right? It's a whole different ball game if you can land these guys. Yeah. And so to me, that, like, of all the wins, if you land all three of those guys, even if it's just two, but if you land all three and it's possible, that is the biggest shockwave that Notre Dame could send through the college football world, in my opinion. Because what Notre Dame will have said is we're not getting sleepers. Like, it's not a class full of Cree Thomas and Ethan Longs, mm-hmm. right? Because those guys are sleepers. They're not respected the way I think they should be. You know my feeling on Cree Thomas. Yeah. That's a good football player. I don't give a crap what his rankings say. But you, but Jadon Blair is a top 100 guy that's being recruited by everybody. Dallas Golden is a consistent consensus top 100 player being recruited by everybody. Mark Zachary is a top 100 recruit being recruited by everybody. I think if you land that six, Ivan Taylor was that way. Top 100 recruit being recruited by everybody. I believe at least four, if not five, 
of those DBs would have an Alabama or a Georgia offer, I believe, if Notre Dame gets them. Yeah. At least four. So to me, that is that is the shockwave. And here's the difference. We've we've been there's been years where we've had these pipe dreams, dream classes, and it's like you just hope you get one or two of them. Like honestly, if I were a betting man right now, I would I would be willing to bet you that Notre Dame's the leader for all three of those kids right now. At the very worst, one B. At the very worst, one B. Would yeah. you say that's that's fair? safe? That's safe to say. Yes. Yeah. Now there's closing to be done. Oh, absolutely. But there's a chance that this could end up being a, a very special DB class, unlike something we, we haven't seen in forever at Notre Dame. And and they are they are obviously doing a great job of number one, taking advantage of a Notre Dame grad possibly being the best safety or having literally two of the top five safeties in the NFL be Notre Dame guys. Sean, you could argue that the best safety of the previous generation, meaning like Fodd was yeah. a Notre Dame guy. Right. And the best safety this generation could end up being a Notre Dame guy. A Notre Dame guy. Who's the second guy? Are you talking about Alohi? Or are you talking about No, Zay? no. I was talking about Harrison and Kyle. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So I was talking about like Harrison. I got yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, got I was talking about those two guys. Like, those. Those are two of the top five safeties. Of the last decade, 100%. You know, and that's the sale. And you have opportunity here. That's the thing. Like, there's opportunity. You can play early. At Notre Dame, right. at safety, and at the, oh, and, at cornerback, like Mike Mickens, Mike Mickens has shown you he's going to play you. Right, you're not just coming here to sit. Safety also too, Sean. Yeah, they play. Yeah, I, that's, every year. I, I said safety initially first. I think the greatest opportunity is to play early at safety. Right, right now. S- somebody just said that Julian Love is a Pro Bowler. That's true, but but I don't know if it carries the same weight because Julian didn't play safety at Notre Dame. No. He played corner at Notre Dame. So, I mean, that's the thing is, like, can you go play safety at Notre Dame and become that guy? And Elohi Gilman's turned into a good football player from everything I'm, I'm hearing from people in the round the NFL too, Sean. So, but that's the thing is, like, it helps when you have a college. Don't think that these yeah. kids don't know that Kyle Hamilton played at Notre Dame. You know what I mean? Like, it matters. Yeah. It yeah. matters. So, that that's my musket. Sean, I, I, my, my number five is here's a group of ten linebackers. you got to get at least one of them. It's funny you said that because I said two of these three guys, but yeah, go right. Okay, who, who's your who's your two or your three? Because I'm yo, I, I think, promise yo, those three will be on my list. Noah McHale and the Jones boys, Marco and Christian. I'm yeah. like two of these three. I'm I'm happy with either yeah. combination. I'd throw Nathaniel Wusu Botang in there for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's yeah, Marco. And Marco's a guy that could end up maybe moving to Viper, but I'd I'd give him a shot of linebacker. Yeah, man. I would. Yeah. See, everybody, everybody sees the size, and like with Jadon Blair, I have, I have a buddy. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, at that size, he's going to grow into linebacker. But what, what makes you think that? Like, like, how about we, you know, like, just stop. Just because yeah. this, it, it's not about how big you are, it's about how do you move. And when I watch Marco Jones move, I'm like, yeah, could he be a Viper? Heck, yes, he could. He could be an elite edge player. I think he could also be an elite Mike or an elite Will as well. Like, let's let's let it happen naturally. But, yes, Christian Jones is on there. Nathaniel Wusu-Botang is on there for me. Um, and, and, and then, you know, you know, my feeling on, on, uh, no McHale, Sean, yeah. I, mean, I, I think yeah. that kid is fantastic. Oh, he's special. He's, he could be special. And, and he's another guy that I look at. I'm like, that kid just, he's just a football player. He doesn't even really, he, he doesn't even know, like really technically doesn't play a real sound football game. He just flies all over the field and just makes plays, makes plays, you know, and, and look, Madden Ferry Emo is another guy that that's on my list. He's an elite dude. I just, 
he's not really on Notre Dame's radar. I mean, he they like him, but until he gets to campus this spring or summer, and I don't know of a visit that's been set up yet. I'd have you or Ryan may know, but he's another guy that has the talent for that one. Mm-hmm. But right now, right now for me, I don't count him as necessarily a realistic option. Okay. Right now. Now, if he becomes one, then you huh. can add him to the list. Yeah. Like if he if I found out tomorrow he was setting up a visit for April or June, I'd be like, all right, cool, add him to the list. But yeah, you you get two of those guys, Sean. That's pretty good. The only reason I went one is because I feel like with the needs at linebacker, you, you only need one to yeah. kind of close the gap to where I feel like, okay, you you know, you got Kingston and Bodie and Teddy last year. You know, you got Drake and Jaden and Preston the year before. I, I, you're going to sign six DBs, two of which can play that a ton in the nickel, or three of which can play a ton in the nickel. Because that's the thing that we have to understand as fans is, when you're looking at Notre Dame's depth chart at linebacker, you can't think, well, they got three linebacker spots. They have to be at least three deep at all spots. No, because if you're going to look at it that way, the nickel last year played more snaps than the rover. So if you're going to count snaps for that position, you have to also include the rovers, which if you said, well, Notre Dame's only got eight linebackers on this team. Okay, but you have to add in Jordan Clark. You have to add in Micah Bell. You have to add in Clarence Lewis. So actually they have 11. Because those guys are going to line up in that position. When they're there, that guy's off the field. So it's not like old school 4-3 where, you know, you've got your Sam, your Mike, and your Will, and you need to be two, three deep at, I mean, three deep at all of those. And and that's that's kind of where I'm at. So, yeah, so that that's my one. But you just got to get one. If you get two, Sean, it's like, okay, now you're just, you're now just you're showing just, off. Now you're showing off. Now you're just showing off. Yeah, now you're showing off. But that would make me very, very happy. Very, very happy. So that's our must-gets, Sean, in the 2025 class. The The more of those guys they get, the higher rank this class is going to be. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, the more talented this class is going to be. I think this defensive class has a chance to be a truly special, historic class. You can't be there if you don't get Shanklin, yeah. if you don't get Golden and Zachary, if you don't get Jadon Blair, and if you don't get one of those linebackers, would you say that's fair? That's it could be really good, yeah. but it can't be the historic, like program changing, changing transformational. Yeah. That, yeah. that, you know what I mean? Like, can, yeah. can, can, if you don't, if you only get a couple of those guys, can you still win a title? Sure. But what I'm saying is on defense, that has a chance to be a historic class. If you can get those guys, you have yeah. to, but you got to hit this, the inside straight. Right. And you got to keep the guys that you have in the class. You have to keep Burgess. You have to keep Davion. You have to keep um, Cree Thomas. You have to keep Ethan Long. And of course, you have to keep Ivan Taylor. To me, those are the guys that you, you can't afford to lose in this class. And if you're going to talk about order, I mean, Ivan's, Ivan Burgess are the, the top of that. Davion's you know, kind of next for me. But, and, and then you got to close on, on those other guys we mentioned, Sean. And it's possible. I think they're in a good position with all those oh, guys. Absolutely. That's the that's the Pretty great awesome. thing about it, right? That's the great thing about it. You go into position with those guys that we're saying are half closers, difference makers, can cause your defensive recruiting to be transformational for the program to where it's, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, you're looking back and it's a documentary on Peacock. Like, yo, this is the class that started the run or like got you two to three national right. championships. This is one of the best defenses we've ever seen in a two to three year stretch. 
at Notre Dame, it can be that type of recruiting class if they can seal the deal. Yeah. And knowing that they're going into it, going into the spring and into the summer officials at the top for a lot of these guys, yo, and what we just talked about, feeling good about the coaching staff mm-hmm. and where it stands. That, that can be a powerful combination for Notre Dame when it comes to National Sign Day in 2024. That's going to – incredibly well said. That's going to do it for the recruiting section of the RTCF show. We're going to get into some college football conversation next. But before we do, folks, hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button, as someone pointed out earlier, but only if you haven't already done so. We want you unsubscribing. Share this podcast, and if you have not done so, I'm going to challenge you all again. If you have not done so, and you've even remotely thought about it, if you have not signed up for the message board, do it. Take the plunge. It's inexpensive. It's $4.99 a month. As I've said, if you just sign up now and do a monthly and just get us through fall camp, get us through the summer and the fall camp, I promise you you're going to be hooked. Promise you you're going to be hooked. Just give it a shot. And it's also a way for you to support what we're doing at Irish Breakdown and what we're trying to build here at Irish Breakdown. So if you're not done so, go to boards.irishbreakdown.com. Sign up. I challenge you. If you're a supporter of Irish Breakdown and you've not signed up for the message board, you're missing out, my friend. You're absolutely missing out. And then as as uh, as Andrew Gilmore said, uh, you can watch the epic roasting of him that is currently happening. He's taking it like a champ, man. He is. He really is. I'm only bringing this up because he said it first. He said he's getting roasted on the board for his take about the Notre Dame schedule. Uh, and, I, and I love it. And Andrew's a recent sign-up as well. So mm-hmm. he, he, he took that plunge as well. So definitely go, definitely go check that, check that out, guys. I think you'll really, really enjoy it. Thank mm-hmm. you.